Divorce is a difficult subject in contemporary society, as many marriages end in divorce as stay together. The prophet Malachi deals with the subject head-on in the last book of the Old Testament. But how did Jesus and the apostles look at divorce in the New Testament? Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on The Central Moment. Good to be with you for Central Moments. As we continue through the last prophet of the Old Testament, Malachi, he's been... uh, He's been engaging the issue of spiritual drift, and one of the symptoms is that in some cases, people were marrying the wrong people. They were the wrong people because they were idol worshipers and bringing those idols into their homes, and there seemed to be no resistance in Israel to to the temptation to turn to idolatry. So on one hand, they were marrying the wrong people, and then as we're going to see today, when they were marrying the right people, uh, they were not able to keep covenant with them. And this is a big issue for us, where divorce is about 50% of all marriages now. And so here, here's how he gets at that second half. They're marrying the right people, but not able to keep covenant. He says in verse 13 in Malachi 2, another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer looks with favor on your offerings and accepts them with pleasure from your hands. So they're weeping and wailing, going, God, why aren't you answering our prayers anymore? And you ask why. Well, it's because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. Why am I not answering your prayers? Well, I'm watching what's going on between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her. Though she is your partner and the wife of your marriage covenant. Now, this really is incredibly important. The marriage covenant is a holy thing. It's the closest picture of the relationship between Jesus and his church in, 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 on the earth. And in fact, uh, in the New Testament, in 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, Peter will go as far as to say, uh, husbands, if you're not honoring your wives, if you're being abusive, uh, God's not going to hear your prayers anymore. So, so this is exactly the setting in Malachi. There's spiritual drift. They're weeping and wailing. God, why aren't you answering our prayers? Because of how you're treating your wives, he's saying to the men. In fact, verse 16, the man who hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord God of Israel, does violence to the one he should protect. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful. Be on your guard and don't be unfaithful to your spouse. Divorce is a very tough issue. Uh, Sometimes divorce is inevitable. And what what does the New Testament say in terms of the follow-through to that? Well, um, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 8, Jesus says, Moses permitted you to to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. I mean, just our hearts seem left to themselves Uh, can't keep faithful to people, can't keep covenant. They keep putting our needs before the needs of others. And if the others aren't what we want them to be, we abandon those relationships. Uh, Sometimes divorce is needed because of choices the other person makes that we have no control over. Uh, But but Jesus said, but it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone, and then he's going to narrow down, anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman, commits adultery. He was speaking to a backdrop here where in Jesus' time in the Jewish community, divorce was fairly discretionary. And if 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 a Jewish man met a woman he'd prefer to be married to, he would just divorce his first wife in order to marry the second wife. And Jesus said, no, I know your heart's selfish. 
I know your heart is is entitled and and self-indulgent, but you don't do that with people you make covenant with. And so he narrows it down. He says, now, if the other has been unfaithful uh, to you, that would be an exception to this. Paul goes on in uh, when he writes now into the Greek world, into the Corinthian church, he goes on to address an issue that probably just Jesus didn't really specifically deal with. What happens as the gospel is being preached and uh, one spouse in a marriage gets saved and the other doesn't? And he will say in 1 Corinthians 7, if, if your unbelieving spouse wants to live with you, you, you should stay faithful to that covenant with them. Because who knows, you might win them to the Lord. But if they don't, uh, we call this abandonment by an unbeliever. If they don't want to live with you because they hate your faith and they hate all you now represent, then let them go. You're not bound. And we would understand that to then legitimize remarriage later. So there's the immorality exception. There's the abandonment by an unbeliever exception. But the whole thrust of God's word is really what's reflected here in Malachi, that we need to stay faithful to the people that we've made covenant with. And our inability to do that is a sign of a spiritual problem. So, Lord, would you come? I don't know the complexities of some of our marriage backgrounds as we listen today, but I pray that you will heal, and we pray that you will touch every marriage right now. Help us to keep honoring one another. Help us to keep keeping covenant with each other. And we thank you. You're on our side when we have given ourselves to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 